Top talent wants to do something more than just work for a paycheck. And if you can give them that more, they'll give you even greater work. Hey leader, David Burke is here, organizational psychologist, author of four best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about keeping high performers motivated. You know, it's different when we're talking about top talent, when we're talking about high performance. I mean, actually, when we're talking about anyone, but in particular, the people who have options because they have a proven track record of success. When we're talking about those people, we are talking about something more when it comes to motivation than carrots and sticks, bonuses, or the fear of punishment. Right, those things may work for dull, repetitive tasks. They worked great in the Frederick Taylor factory era they were invented in, but they don't really work anymore. And if you're wanting to attract and retain high performers, or if you're wanting to turn your team into high performers, you're going to need to give them something more to keep them motivated. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about five things you can do to keep high performers motivated, and none of them have anything to do with salaries or bonuses. The first method to keep high performers motivated is to share meaning. A lot of organizations have purpose. They have a mission statement, something about innovation and shareholder value and ethical behavior, but you know that none of them are ever following that. Just pick up a copy of the Wall Street Journal and see which senior leader got fired for lack of ethical behavior. What I mean when I say meaning is that people wanna know who benefits from the work that they do. Everyone wants to know who benefits from the work they do, but high performers especially wanna know how the tasks you're asking them to do make a meaningful contribution towards work that, that benefits other people, that makes the world a better place, that really positively changes society. This may mean as a leader, you need to translate the company mission statement into something more personal, or it may mean that you need to connect people with the direct beneficiaries of their work, share wins from customers or internal customers or other stakeholders that came about as a result of the projects your team was a part of. If you can do this, you can make the work that people are doing more meaningful because you remind them of the meaning that's already there. But this is not a one and done thing. This is not some random exercise like asking everybody to memorize the mission statement. We already covered that. It needs to be translated. This is something we do on the regular. This is a habit that we develop where we are constantly talking about the people behind the purpose of the organization and the work that we're asking high performers to do. The second method to keep high performers motivated is to build connection, build an authentic connection between you and them, between them and the rest of their team. When I say authentic connection here, I mean something deeper than just knowing the names and maybe strengths and weaknesses of the people they work with. I mean knowing them as actual people. You're building connections that are extracurricular, if you will, that are outside of work. Building connections that demonstrate true empathy, that I care about you as a whole person. You know, that means the conversations that sometimes are seen as wasteful, right? That chit chat that happens at the beginning of a team meeting that we often feel that urge to squelch so that we can get on the agenda. Sometimes that works to build connection. That means having increased one-on-ones or maybe one-on-twos conversations, smaller conversations with your people that are able to go deeper to the level that people are comfortable into each other's lives because it's an unstructured time. You don't have to run a meeting efficiently, you have to run it effectively. And sometimes running it effectively means the whole purpose of the meeting is just to build connection. This also means leveraging in-person opportunities when you're taking people to conferences or when you're sharing meals. Make sure this isn't just about making sure they're fed or making sure they're educated in the case of a conference, but it's also an excuse to build connection. The more connected people are to the organization, to you as a leader, the more they report having friends 
friends at work, the more engaged they are, the more productive they are, and the more motivated they are to stick around and keep being engaged and productive. The third method to keep high performers motivated is to create safety, specifically psychological safety. As people are interacting with you and the rest of their team, we want people to feel safe to express themselves, safe to share their crazy ideas, safe to take risks in how they complete the tasks that are assigned to them. Because yeah, they might fail, but they may also stumble into a better way to do that task, a higher level of performance that came from that risk take. And also safe to speak up when they disagree, safe to speak up when they see something unethical happening. We want a culture of safety because what we want is to unlock all of the benefits, the knowledge, skills, and abilities, and experiences in people. We want to unlock that. And the only way you unlock that is if they feel safe to express themselves fully when it comes to the tasks they're asked to do, discussions with teams, etc. We talk a lot about how diversity leads to high performance, but diversity only leads to high performance if people feel safe enough to express the benefit of that diversity, which is different experiences, different backgrounds, different ideas. And you don't get that unless you as a leader focus on creating safety. The fourth way to keep high performers motivated is to give more autonomy. And this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. We've known about this since the research of uh, Edward D.C. and Richard Ryan that was popularized by writers like Daniel Pink. We know that autonomy is a huge driver of performance, especially in tasks where exactly what we need to do to solve a problem and create value is unknown. And it just makes even more sense that the people who are top talent in an organization, the highest performers in an industry, are going to want even more autonomy, right? They, they know, maybe even better than you, what they need to do and they need to work for a leader and on on a team where people give them the autonomy to be able to do that. This also means that there's a high level of trust here as well. You can give someone total autonomy, but if you're constantly checking in on what they're doing, they don't feel like they're being given autonomy. They feel like they're being micromanaged. They feel like they're being watched. So not only do you need to give autonomy, you need to trust them. You need to be able to provide what they need. You need to be able to make sure they have the resources and that the roadblocks are removed. And so you do need to check in with them. You can't just leave them out to dry but you probably don't need to check in with them as often as you think. And if you are checking in with them too often, then they're feeling micromanaged, they're not feeling autonomous, and so they're not feeling motivated. And the fifth and final way to keep high performers motivated is by providing growth, providing growth and development opportunities. And this really means two things. Right? The first is, is learning opportunities, growth and development opportunities, fighting for them to get the resources in the high potential programs that your organization might have, or fighting for additional resources to send them off to conferences and trainings where they can increase their skills. But it also means having honest conversations about what their career goals are, what their personal growth and development plan looks like. Not the growth and development plan that maybe HR helps you fill out and everybody wants to be a senior leader, right? Because we know that that's not true for everyone. But what I mean here is honest conversations about what 5, 10, 15 years down the road looks like and be willing to have those people tell you it looks like not being a member of your team. We know this from research from Sidney Finkelstein at Dartmouth, for example, that what he calls super bosses actually have shorter tenures of their highest performers than your average boss. But that's okay because the people give a bigger commitment to those super bosses because they know that boss is looking out for their whole career. And then they stay in touch with that boss and provide maybe new opportunities to them, new referrals for new members of the team. It works better when you're willing to let people go in the service of growing their career because even in the moment, they give you more because they're more motivated knowing you've got their back no matter where they go. So we covered five different methods here to keep people motivated. Sharing meaning, building connection, creating safety, giving autonomy, and providing growth 
But the truth is, these methods are fantastic, but they come with a mindset shift as well. The mindset shift is that people don't work for you, especially high performers don't work for you. They work with you. And in fact, you work for them. Your role as a leader is to serve. We, we know that we give lip service to servant leadership, but it's never more true here. What all five of these methods have in common is that they're servant leadership methods. They're methods that say, you know what? I care so much about unlocking your performance, about helping you do your best work ever, that I recognize that my role is to get you the things you need to fulfill your role. When you do that, yeah, I, I joked about it earlier, you really do unlock people's best work ever. You unlock high performers' best work ever because you're becoming the best leader they ever had. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And while you're there, leave a rating and review because it helps share these messages with many, many more people. And if you really liked it and you wanna go deeper, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do your best work ever.